everyone. Thank you for joining us on the inaugural edition of BOP, the Big Orange podcast. My name is Joe and I'm the Managing Director of Big Orange Media. We're a full-service marketing agency based in the UK and in the Netherlands. Now, undoubtedly, over the last few months, uh, we've all faced a particularly challenging time. From a personal and business perspective, has thrown up a number of questions and those questions we're going to discuss in this podcast today. I'm joined by my colleague and friend Matt Lucas, the Head of Film and Motion Graphic for us here at Big Orange. And we're going to talk about has working from home become a viable alternative to office-centric work? Hey, everybody. Uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting subject because obviously there are certain uh, sectors uh, that it doesn't affect. Those are sort of frontline staff who have been working throughout the pandemic, um, who've been very sort of helpful, and, and obviously we're, we're grateful and thankful to them. But there are certain industries where uh, a dramatic shift has changed from office-based work to working from home. And there are loads of fantastic statistics that we found online to sort of back up the pros and the cons. Um, so we're going to go through a couple of those and also throw in some anecdotal stuff that both Joe and I have heard and seen over the past four months uh, as we've continued with Big Orange Media. So I don't know about you, Joe. I mean, so we've had a quick sort of bit of research on this um, before we came into the podcast. But some of the stuff that I've seen has been varied, sort of, you know, pro uh, and con. Yeah top things I've seen is uh, from the uh, Office of National Statistics, ONS have released quite a lot of data about this um, in the past four months and certainly harking back to data they collected in 2019 in what would be um, sort of noted as a, a normal and average year. Um, and one of the things that uh, they sort of came back with was that uh, jobs that pay higher uh, are more likely uh, to be adaptable to working from home. And I don't know if that trend is indicative of industries or just based upon the salaries themselves. Um, but in your experience, it's sort of the clients that we've worked with and also other business people that you know across the UK, etc. Uh, what sort of trends have you seen? It, it really is varied and it does vary on the specific type of sector. I think that there are a huge amount of variables. I think if, we, if we're talking, you know, from our perspective uh, as Big Orange, um, we're particularly lucky I suppose in the sense that we were able to mobilize um, you know pretty much the entire workforce straight away yeah. to to work from home you know essentially that did happen you know over the course of one evening um, because we use a lot of those technologies and a lot of the platforms that we have access to allow us to work from anywhere I think it was you know just that that, that, that kind of step only last year feels like it's you know 20 years ago with the amount of <laughs> stuff that's in the last six months I know that you know from our clients perspective you know we're, we're again lucky that we deal with such an eclectic mix of different people uh, what I've been astounded by is that how adaptable everyone has had to be to continue their business working from home you know where possible you know what I mean obviously there are yeah. some people that just can't because of the type of things that you know the certain that the service their business provides so there are certain businesses that we work with that had to shut down completely they just couldn't operate under COVID rules exactly yeah I think it, we are seeing you know a glimmer of hope now from from you know a lot of the hospitality industry and today mm. I went to see one of our you know sort of long-standing clients a hotel who have now um, you know managed to come back to life as it were where there was not a you know a single soul around so obviously from that point of view for them it's impossible to to work from home um but but you know i, I say that the support staff the people that are running the uh, the, the the content for them you know we didn't stop creating content for mm. them um it whether it has anything to do with um with what people are paid i think that's a really interesting 
um, a really interesting point. Um, and actually, one of the things that I, I've, 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 been, uh, I've been reading recently is obviously everyone, you know, I, I presume has heard about Twitter, the CEO Jack Dorsey letting, you know, the entire workforce work from home forever. Um, obviously, there's a, there's a real, like, um, there's a trend now in becoming a, uh, you know, a digital first business. But Facebook, um, if you moved out of San Francisco, your wages could go down to commensurate with the salary rate appropriate to their new home. So I thought that was a really... That's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know... I mean, the, the extortionate sort of rates and uh, of houses and, and general sort of living conditions in the Bay Area, um, which brought on in no small part by uh, Facebooks and Twitters of this world. Um, it, it does make sense in some cases. And I, I, I personally know people who uh, are from native to the Bay Area who've, who've left because of that and they're not working in those industries. Um, so that doesn't surprise me. The Jack Dorsey Twitter thing, that is quite interesting, however. Um, yeah. And I think, it, but that also, that sort of, I know we sort of said this at the beginning of the podcast in terms of we're not going to talk um, about industries perhaps that haven't been able to benefit from this or in, in fact haven't had to deal with it at all. Um, but that does show the benefit of that kind of industry that can allow that to happen and have that kind of blanket sort of this is what we're going to do from now and it's not going to affect the bottom line it's not going to affect how the company is run yeah um, and make a statement about it i think it's quite a bold statement yeah. um but because of the industry that they're in and, and the type of um company the type of profile that they have uh, they're certainly able to do that and there's so many people that are now you know following suit with increasing their capacity uh, t- to allow staff to work from home you know just another example would be shopify um again they, they have have rebranded themselves as a digital default business, <laughs> okay. um, which I thought was a great little title. Um, but yeah, I mean, it really does um, give you some insight into um, what, what, what the mentality is for, 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 you know, certainly for these bigger organizations. Um, and then I suppose, you know, a bit of a, a, bit of a glimpse really into, in, in, into what the, the future might hold. Um, I do wonder how, yeah, viable you know th- these these things are going forward uh, in in the long mm. term, uh, and you know obviously we'll get onto some of those things a little bit later on. But I, I think it's um, really telling to see how many big businesses and small businesses have adopted this sort of you can work from home forever type strategy um, really early on, um, and it'll be interesting to see how many other people follow suit. A couple of things that we're going to sort of focus on uh, in terms of how we're going to steer the podcast is sort of three points the impact on the business the impact on the employees and the impact on the bottom line and when i say bottom line that's sort of slightly different from business obviously the business's operations output employees everything then specifically on employees in terms of their mental health i know that that's something that a lot of people um, who have had mental health issues stemming from COVID in general, not necessarily the idea of working from home, but the fact that they're sort of a byproduct of COVID. Um, And the bottom line in terms of, you know, has the company been able to survive? Have they had to make those rather rapid and in some cases uh, huge changes to their operations to be able to um, survive um, or, you know, even not necessarily thrive, but survive throughout the period. Um, And another thing also to mention would be some of these statistics that sort of back up potentially what is going to happen in future and also how may it have positively opened the eyes of some businesses to say, hey, you know what, traditionally we would have been in an office, this is the way we operate, this is the way it's been time immemorial, 
oh, actually, hang on now, we can do this like this, and we can have this as an option, and it could actually be a cost saver. There are a huge amount of businesses that have seen the, the, the benefits of doing this, you know, um, us included. I, you know, I'll, I'll yeah. be honest, I think from I started my career in an office environment, and like a lot of people, the camaraderie, the, you know, I, I do what I do because I enjoy spending time with people. Um, yeah. And I think that the, an office environment allows you to build that culture. It allows you to build that culture within a business. And equally, you get to uh, spend time with, with people that inspire you, that want you to do better yourself, um, that allow you to you know, form long and meaningful relationships. Um, you know, at one point you touched on there about uh, mental health. I think that's mm. a really, really important one. That actually, you know, if you live alone and you have, uh, you know, and you're in lockdown and you're isolated, actually, it's very, very difficult to to share that. That you know, the burden is the wrong word, but to share. Uh, you know, if you have a bad call with somebody or, or somebody sends you an email that ruffles your feathers, I think that's probably one of the the the. the the, the negatives, perhaps, mm. in the, the the working from home situation. Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying that COVID nineteen has been a positive for for any of us. Um, but I think as businesses move forward, you know, the utilization of tools like you know Zoom and Teams and WebEx, you know, name any video conferencing platform you want to. Obviously, they've allowed us all to stay in contact with loved ones, with colleagues, with friends throughout this entire period. Uh, but the way that we interact in a professional environment is is changing and it, it, it will change forever so you know we've not welcomed anyone into our our office from a you know a client meeting perspective for four or five months now mm -hmm. um, everything we've done has been conducted via video conferencing which in itself offers a lot of different types of issues i know that you and i've spoken sort of frequently about zoom fatigue you know this is the idea that if you are in a meeting and you're sitting on a table in person um your attention is usually directed to either the presentation of the person speaking um but then obviously if you're on a zoom call you're in a box you, you kind of you're on guard at all points you've got three or four or five or six or however many eyes all sort of looking at you and you kind yeah. of have to be doing something or engaged in something all the time and if you've got two or three of those back to back which I know you and I have had yeah, yeah. Uh, collectively and, and individually yeah. it can take it out of you a lot yeah. so whilst you might not be racking up the miles to go from meeting to meeting or up to the city or, or wherever you sort of you get it in terms of <sighs> when you finally press the end meeting button. Yeah, absolutely. As, as people, we read a lot off of, off of body language, and I think that's one thing that a video call can't necessarily give you. Um, there's a lot in the unspoken word. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I think that's why, you know, what people get tired. But, but it's going to be the norm for a long while yet, certainly in, in terms of business. It's in now part of what we have to do and all businesses is prepare for the future. And that is how do you, how do you continue to interact with your clients in a way that they feel comfortable? Um, because everyone is dealing with this in a different way. And obviously there are varying levels of how vulnerable people feel in terms of you know, COVID impacting their lives. So as a business, I think it's vitally important to make sure that you're not putting anybody in a position where you feel like, um, where that, sorry, they feel like 
um, you're burdening them by saying you want to come and see them or you're inviting mm. them to a, a meeting or so we would always as a business go for a you know offer a video call first or be very tentative in terms of offering up a face-to-face -face meeting but I think one of the things that you know I really miss is, is seeing people face to face and actually you do get a good measure <laughs> I suppose of somebody when you when you meet them in person and who'd have th you thought that that's something that we'd be discussing is you know being able to meet clients and the the, the humble handshake being able to offer somebody your hand mm. you know the business greeting that has been you know used since god was a boy it now is something that we don't do we sort of wave awkwardly at a small screen when we're yeah. sort of due to end a meeting i think the most important thing for us is keeping communication going where people are now working in lots of different settings and lots of different areas we want to make sure that where we'd usually be able to just lean over and go what do you think of this what are your thoughts on this you know certainly as a creative agency that's really important that we don't lose that that we don't lose that culture that we've built being able to share the work that we create um, and allow people to to have a conversation about different projects that they're working on purely because they're not in the same room you know we have to create yeah. those environments now whereas before they just kind of happened organically so I'd imagine a number of you that listen to this podcast have had uh, issues pertaining to working from home or have started to do so either as an employer or an employee. Um, obviously, we're keen to hear from you as to whether you've had positive or negative experiences and also where you see uh, things going in future. Um, obviously, nobody has a crystal ball, but it'd be very interesting to see what sort of changes are taking place, be it as a complete work from home thing or even uh, flexible working, which is something we're going to come on to later. So those, are those three points, the business impact on the business, the impact on the employees and the impact on the bottom line. You've covered quite a bit of it there, actually, certainly from the impact on the business, which is something that is, is integral to the way that a business runs, which is the lines of communication, certainly between managers of different departments, um, those uh, managers to, to the members of staff, and just ensuring that as one of those things, the, the, the worst word I can think of, silos, when it comes to certain departments not interacting with each other, which could be incredibly easy to do if you are just working from home or off-site, remote working, whichever phrase you want to use. How important is it to try and keep those lines of communication open and how lucky, I suppose, are we that we have the technology nowadays to be able to do that, where, say, we couldn't have 20 years ago? I think it's obviously vitally important that we're able to do that. I can't think what we would have done if, if we didn't have that technology readily available and um, there are quite a few businesses that, that had never adopted that to have shares in zoom or, you know from the start of the pandemic would have been you know absolutely the right thing absolutely to have, but it, it is common language now to do a video call with somebody whereas depending on you know your preference your age you know how you feel about using that technology you may not have done that before and you know it, it is it is common knowledge from everybody from you know nine to 90 now I think there's so many of us that, that are happy to to use it I think from a business point of view it's ensuring that you're the architect of good quality meetings because I think there are a huge amount of businesses out there that tend to you know just have a, a zoom or a teams meeting for the sake of it and actually people need quality interactions with one another so you know where we've had meetings with our clients and there's you know 45 people on a zoom call I think what businesses will need to ask themselves going forwards is what is the employee getting out of that you know obviously if you're yeah. delivering a specific message um, a company announcement, something that needs to be communicated to people en masse, then 
absolutely that's the right thing to do. But if it's a morning meeting that you'd be better off having your senior management team contact certain departments and having it in smaller groups, then that really should be the way forward. People can often feel isolated. It's important to make sure that you're not micromanaging, but equally you're not thinking, oh, they're okay, just getting on with it at home, doing what they're doing. Because, you know, as business owners, we have a duty of care to our staff, whether they're working in the office or whether they're working from home ensuring that you know when we're speaking to clients that they understand that the right you know speaking with the right people and they have the capacity to you know brief things in the right way yeah from our point of view it's worked really well you know we've managed to with very minimal disruption continue continue business as usual um you know obviously there have been clients of ours that have had to put everything on hold because of the situation but actually yeah it's about ensuring that there's small groups quality interactions with people i think that's the you know the overarching thing there so i know um mental health is a large part of the impact on the employees um certainly the covid situation itself has had an impact on everybody it'd be um, un- unavoidable um and and also potentially not necessarily being too honest with yourself if it hadn't in some way or another um but the important thing to note is that I think technology has allowed people to continue to work from home or from those situations uh, wherever they are. And the, the communication is, is a key part of that. Um, and in terms of the bottom line, obviously, there are lots and lots of businesses who unfortunately either aren't prepared. I mean, how one can prepare for a global pandemic, I'm not sure. But they didn't have the resources in place or the, the time afforded to them to be able to to be thinking on their feet and manoeuvre in order to be able to deal with this situation. So um, there are lots of businesses decided they're going to miss out because of that. Um, but there are also new opportunities um, that are creating themselves all the time. Um, one thing I wanted to go into is a couple of statistics here that we've got from different places. So uh, Jabra, which is, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Jabra Joe, it's um, an in-ear headphone company. So they, okay. they're, they're connected to, or they're interested in the idea of working from a commercial as well as a consumer basis um, to create uh, in-ear headphones. Right. Some research that they've done has suggested that um, 56% of people who work from home that usually don't feel more productive than they would do if they were in the office, mm. which I thought was an interesting statistic. Um, but despite that, half of them are looking forward to returning to work, but, um, but 70% said they would like an arrangement to work from home more often in the future. So this sort of opens up this idea of flexible working. Obviously, going forward, the merits of working from home have been undeniable for many companies, and we're just one of them. Um, do you see that perhaps if it's not a complete work from home scenario in the future obviously as lockdown lifts and hopefully we get into a, a new period of, of post-covid working mm. um, the flexible working will be something that companies of all sizes will be more sort of open to doing i certainly hope so i think that flexible working has been the bedrock the pillar of this business here in the uk and in holland you know we've always worked with people based on their talent rather than their availability to work nine to five necessarily or nine thirty to six if it's <laughs> talking about us Um, But I think, you know, the really good point on productivity, I think that if I'm being completely honest with you, that was one thing that I did fear as a business owner, that when people weren't in the office, that productivity would dip. Not because I don't trust the people that work in this business or that I feel like there's, you know, any other temptations, but I... I suppose it's more the fact that I like to be involved and, 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 and there is an element of becoming a better leader that you have to let go a bit more. And I know personally, from my, my own personal development, that that's something that I have made a big effort to do. And it's really important to, to trust the people that work for you because if you don't trust the people that work for you, then you know, you've got to begs the question, 
why are they working for Absolutely. you in the first yeah. place? Do you trust me? <laughs> implicitly, implicitly. Even though you're sitting two two feet away from me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Six feet. Yeah, six feet, exactly. But um, <laughs> two metres. It's a one, two it's one metre one. plus, at least one metre plus. Absolutely, at all um, times. Even before <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> Yeah, I think that trust piece is really, really important. And um, but I didn't know how it was going to, you know, pan out because, you know, how how do you know? But like a lot of business owners, your hand has to be forced because, you know, the situation dictates that that's what has to happen. And I'm actually really, really pleased that it did because it also gives me more flexibility to focus on other areas of the business. Absolutely. For us personally, where we were going to move into a slightly larger premises, we're not going to do that now because people, you know, I, I genuinely feel like office-centric work five days a week doesn't exist anymore or will not exist in the future. You know, there was a really interesting study. Most people have probably heard of the, you know, Swedish four-day work week um, yeah, you know where the Swedes can get a full week's work done in four days, and essentially people having you know, staff having more freedoms to go and put the washing on, take the dog for a walk, have a jog at lunchtime, you know, eat their own food in the fridge. It all sounds pretty, you know, pedestrian, but they are really important things, and they're important things to me, and they're important things to to, to the people that work within within this business. And so um, you feel that the, that 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 element of allowing people to, and it's certainly something that I can say for myself, being able to work from home. And, and I I had a kind of a unique situation because I was I moved house towards the end of full lockdown. In fact, I think it was the week that we had the restrictions lift lifted that we were able to do it. And I, I went from being in a smaller location to somewhere that was slightly larger that I was able to, to work in. But certainly that element of like I can go to my own fridge or if I'm overwhelmed by something that's going on or I need to focus or I just need to spend five minutes zoning out and not staring at a screen I can go and do that I can go and sit on my sofa and or I can go and look out the window or I can you know go and make myself a cup of tea and that's which you can't really do in the same way when you're in the office yeah. and that ability to that that flexibility that's like you know for me I'm somebody that enjoys both aspects of it I know if I've got a busy day I would much rather this is just me speaking personally from my experience if I'm having a day where I need to be like heads up you know headphones on uh, create certainly a lot for the, the content creation that we do here and just be like focused exactly on what I'm doing that's something that working from home is a dream for but equally when you need to be available for the people that you're working with and you know if you're a head of department or you, you, you relied upon and also being in the office setting there are massive pros to that as well so I'm, I'm curious to know whether you think that that flexible working is going to be something that can be introduced. Definitely. From our point of view, 100%. We've already started doing that. You know, we have uh, uh, staff coming in on a rotated system. So we, you know, we, 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 we were able to keep the social distancing measures in place and ensure that we're fully compliant with the government's COVID-19 guidelines. Um, but I think yeah, businesses across the board will start to see, I'm sure of it, more of this adoption for, for flexible working. You get the most out of everybody when they have more flexibility and they have more autonomy to do the things that they want to do. And I think we'll probably see, if I'm being cut, the businesses that fail to adapt in this very challenging situation will be the ones that will be first to go because you need to ensure that what you're doing for your employees matches 
the way that the market is taking you. Um, and whilst that may feel uncomfortable to start with, I think that's something that certainly, you know, you have to go all in mm. to make sure that the, the output that you want is going to be realised. Because if you just kind of go, well, we tried it for a couple of weeks and it, you know, and it didn't really work and you know, you're kind of, you know, giving it and then taking it away again. I think you, you have to, you know, as, as an owner of a business, make a decision. And with the information that's available to you at the time, stick to that and decide that that's what you're, go what you're going to do. So I 100% I see that that's going to be, that flexible working is going to be something that you'll see rolled out across the country, if not the world, um, you know, certainly within the next you know, six to 12 months, more than it is already. Something that we were talking about just before we started recording the podcast was this idea that uh, potentially the, the world was going in this direction anyway, obviously with everybody becoming digital now, everybody being online, everybody having a very powerful personal computer in their pocket with their phones and being able to do relatively anything that they want to do. So it was almost only a matter of time before this sort of thing was a serious consideration and it just took a global pandemic to speed the process yeah, up from exactly. what could have been four years down to sort of, you know, four, four days or, or a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so it certainly forced a lot of people's hand, but I think I think you're right. I think there's a level of uh, traditionalism that will prevent certain companies from doing that and hopefully won't see them sink because of what's gone before, but also sort of see the benefits. And I think you're right. Those sort of progressive companies that allow flexible working or for those people that are able to work from home to do so, um, to, we'll see the benefits. Yeah. Um, a couple of other things that have, have sort of uh, piqued my interest in the research that we've done before the podcast. Um, the National Bureau of Economic Research, which is a US-based uh, bureau, um, but still sort of pertinent to the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, so they noted that uh, the workday had increased by 8% for those working at home. So it's like an extra 48 minutes yeah. um, across the day. Um, in some cases, one would presume potentially if that would have been people's journey time to and from their commute. Um, or whether it's just that actually uh, the, the amount of time that they would spend, as I just mentioned, going to the fridge and you know making a cup of tea or <laughs> sitting on the sofa thinking what am I doing with my life when yeah. which they potentially wouldn't have had the opportunity to do uh, in an office environment but actually because of that time that little sort of time out um, they, they, they've been more productive or they felt that they can do that and mm. still and still as you rightly put it you know get the work done on the flip side of that uh, that meeting times have decreased by 11.5 percent according to that research right and I wonder, as we spoke about, and it's something we've had here in the office as well, which is time was you were going to have a call, you were going to have like a conference call with somebody, everybody would pick up the receivers, you'd dial the number and someone would say, please enter hash now. And you know, you'd have all that kind of thing going on. And then eventually you'd come in and then you'd have everybody still slightly speaking over each other. Yeah, yeah, the old conference call. That's absolutely dead in the water now, that, isn't it? I'm sure. It's all Zoom. It's yeah. all Zoom. Yeah. And I've had a number of Zoom calls, and I can't tell whether it's because of my headphones or the equipment that I'm using. I'm sure it's not where everyone's like I can hear everything that's going on in the office and it's like well it never used to be this way and it's just because we've gone right that's it I'm putting the receiver down I'm going to speak to you through my computer so I can see you I can share my screen blah blah blah, blah. that was sort of the save for you know some very high level you can't be in the office but I need to show you exactly what I mean type stuff mm. whereas now it's like oh we're going to have a catch-up well why wouldn't it be on Zoom teams, yeah, you know, yeah. Google Hangouts or whatever. It's a buzzword now, you know. And mm. I think that whereas we'd pick up the phone and uh, you know and then call somebody, I think people are more because they've had to be more attuned to using a video conferencing platform. Whether that will stay, you know, a bit beyond this initial phase of, of of how the you know business world is changing, I don't know. 
To your point about the, 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 the increased work day, for those of us that have worked from home prior to this, I had work from home jobs, I'm, I fall into that camp in a previous, uh, previous life. It's definition between I'm starting my day and I'm ending my day. And the I'm threshold. Ending, yeah, threshold, absolutely. It is very easy when you're, you know, uh, if you don't have a dedicated environment to work in at home, i.e. you're working at the kitchen table, hmm. um, to fall into, I have my coffee and my cereal and I'll be checking my emails at the same time. As an owner of a business, I don't implore any of our staff to do that, I think. However, you do it yourself. <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 I will do that myself on occasion, but less than I did um, before lockdown. Actually. And you think that's that's because of lockdown you started to reevaluate that slightly? I think so. For example, you know, I'd, I'd have every push notification on my phone on 24 yeah. hours a day, um, and that isn't healthy for a multitude of reasons. Absolutely, not least because you have to have a defined end of the day and start of the day, whatever. Um, but I think for a lot of people that are just getting used to working from home, that actually they're probably doing that little extra bit here and there to show their boss if they feel they need to that they are still working. You know, I think there's there's an element of that. People want to show that they're doing the yeah. the, the, the day job still, even though they're at home. But I, you know, I, I think that you know people have to make sure that they have a dedicated area uh, that they that they're working from, and that they do try and stick to you know starting at a certain time having a decent break and then ending at a certain time. Obviously, you know, employers will deal with things in different ways, but certainly speaking from our perspective, that is what I implore all of our, our, our staff to do. The point on meetings, I think that it is just less faffing. I think that is one of the positives is that we'd have less of, why don't you come up, you know, come upstairs, come make your cup of tea, make your cup of tea, have a coffee, you know, all that's, all that's gone. That doesn't exist anymore. Whereas, you know, the, the, I suppose you can argue for and against whether that was, a, you know, a benefit or that was a negative, mm. uh, you know. That, that, it that's tradition. Good, it, yeah, exactly. It is, it is a tradition. It, it, it's a tradition certainly in... In, in, in the UK and in Holland, you know, I'm interested to see whether, I'm sure it is across the world, but whatever it is, they just want to get the information out to have a conversation, to find a resolution and to move on. I think that's potentially where, um, you know, that saving in time has come from. That's entirely true. I think also there are a lot of people that potentially, for example, if they are at home and they have um, dependents in the house or, or other people in general, um, yeah. that uh, their time is limited mm. so even if they are working from home and they're doing what they need to be able to do it could well be that they're also having to play sort of like part-time parent during that and they can do their work but if they're on a conference call they have to close that door for half an hour and you know that it's going to be one of those you know BBC live tunneling <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. through the door oh, type totally. things yeah and you know and hats off to every parent yeah, who has had to juggle homeschooling and you know, keeping de- keeping their day job going because, you know, I am lucky enough that my you know my beautiful long-suffering wife has taken the burden from from me. I've done about five days of homeschooling all in all, and I I, I well done, Jess. teachers are nowhere near paid enough. Um, no, but you know we have you know, colleagues, we have you know clients, friends that have you know that they are that they are juggling you know that they are juggling parenting working and actually yeah you're right when they're on a call they want to get what they need to say 
uh, out and they want to find a resolution and then they need to carry on. It's almost regimented, I suppose. So th this almost then obviously, this offers the opposite side of the coin, which is that for people that do, uh, it's currently in that situation, obviously, with the schools um, not being uh, open just yet and, and, and obviously that, that's, that's something on, on the cards, etc. But that period of time, potentially the idea of being able to come back and work in the office is something that's very attractive to people that have had that, you know, obviously love their children and, and whatever, but it's been a very stressful time. I know that you've spoken to me, I know that yeah. Jess has also mentioned about it. Um, you know, not having kids myself, I can't sort of speak to those those sorts of issues, but I can appreciate that, that that sort of time, not least for yourself, but also for the children, has been very challenging. So this idea almost of flexible working being sometime in the office so that they can have what in some cases, you know, is a, a large part of their social life to be able to see their colleagues and you know enjoy that human contact albeit a social distanced you know that's something that's still yeah. very important and also speaks to the mental health side of it but there is also the uh, the added incentives of what we've spoken about here when obviously it's, it's clear that we champion at Big Orange in terms of being able to work from home. Absolutely you know I, I think the, 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 the good news for all parents is that all being well you know the uh, schools will reopen in September yeah. um, and that I think for a lot of people will be able to change undoubtedly um you know their their their, their situation um but i i i don't believe that will have a um an impact in companies deciding whether they you know adopt a uh, a, work, a flexible working a working from home po policy going forward or not so we're sort of hurtling towards the end of this podcast and i think what we've sort of discussed overall has been sort of the positives of working from home and there are some negatives and there are some some issues that surround that certainly for companies potentially that that, that don't have the resources to do that and seeing how they may sort of struggle if, if indeed, as you say, we go into a second lockdown. But in terms of the sort of the core question, is it, is it a viable alternative to, to working in the office space? I think what we're kind of coming to is this idea of flexible working being a positive impact on businesses going forward and how working from home has actually, rather than completely replaced it, has become something that will complement um, and sort of decrease business costs when it comes to the size of offices, as you've already mentioned. We were, what, about a week away from going into a space that was going to be ample for 10 of us and now it's unlikely that at any point in the next six to eight months there will be any more than five of us in a space you know these sorts of these sorts of considerations are, are very timely and it may well be that actually flexible working is closer to the answer obviously there's no one size fits all but it's closer to the answer uh, than working from home is a viable alternative yeah i think it is a hybrid it's a hybrid of the two do, do, do i see big orange media being a digital only business and us not having an office no, not mm. at this moment, I don't. D equally, do I see us yeah, moving into an office that could fit tw 20, 25 people and have you know, a, a huge meeting room? At the moment, equally, no. I think we are in a situation where we have adopted a, a, a hybrid working policy which is working really well for us at the moment. And actually, I think that's something that we want to continue into the future to allow the culture and the the brand, if you will, of the business to still be felt by the employees. You know, critics of the work from home trend would contend that companies would lose their identity and culture from working from home. But I actually think that it's important to, to, to strike that mix to ensure that, you know, especially with, um, you know, people that are coming in sort of first time jobs, that we are still introducing them to the quote-unquote what the norms of, of, of an office environment would be but also understanding a hybrid role and how they fit into that so that's from my point of view how, how I feel about, about Big Orange Media however 
it's horses for courses. Every business is slightly different, but I would, I would certainly suggest that it's about having a plan um, and you need to think about you know, what you want to do when moving forward and coming out of this sort of limbo phase that we've, we've found ourselves in over the last couple of months. So we're keen to hear from you um, what situations you've been in, again, either as an employee or an employer, business owner, large or small, um, what the impact of uh, the situation has been for you, whether you found positives um, from working from home and whether in future flexible working is something that you will consider as a benefit to your business. Um, this has been Matt and Joe from Big Orange Media on the very first Big Orange podcast. There'll be more coming um, throughout the rest of the summer and into the autumn. Um, we'll see you soon.